Now, that's probably the realest thing that you have said thus far. That that's I... Neffy. That's Neffy talking right there. Because Neffy is a nasty bitch. And what Neffy does is take out on him everything that she's ever experienced from every man. And he doesn't deserve it. What in the world just happened? Like, what did I say that diminished him for me to be called a BITCH? That's the realest thing that you said in the whole time. You know what? You that, guys that's what you can, said. You can have this because yeah. calling me either out of my name deal, was rude. Either you going to deal please, or you not going to Please take this deal. microphone off of me. So, because not that what I said was true, but calling you out your that name. That was rude. Very clearly, I said to you, Nephi. That's my name. No, that's not your name. Your name is Nefertiria. And when you can get clear about that, maybe you'll be able to hear and speak. Because what she and I discussed yesterday, how Nephi is running her show. Mm -hmm. And Nephi is the one that diminishes and denies you. The hell calling me out of my name? What, 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 what kind of shit is that? Nephi's been running her life and Nephi is a bitch. A nasty, vile gutter snipe right up out the hood that would dare come out of a, in the middle of a divorce, get pregnant by one man and bring another one to live up in your house. Nephi did that, not Nefertiria. I'm clear. Now what you gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) By then, Nephi, by then, Nephi and Nefertiria had got up and walked away. Okay. No more good. Oh, Iyama. She was no more good. Listen, that was a clip from the lovely Iyama Van Zandt, <laughs> aka Auntie Rhonda, because you know her real name is Rhonda. <laughs> she got Nephi all the way together. She was like, Nephi is a bitch. <laughs> a vile, a vile nasty, nasty, gutter snipe. snipe. What the fuck is a gutter snipe? I, I, I never up. even heard the term. Let me read to you what a gutter snipe. Yeah, can we, can we is, look that up right oh now? Oh my goodness. Because I've never heard the term before the show. Bitch, listen. A gutter snipe, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, is a, noun. is a noun, and it is a person belonging to a characteristic of the lowest social group in the city, Damn. a street urchin. Now, if Not anybody watched, listen, <laughs> if anybody watched the Frankie and Nephi show or Keisha Cole's, um, is it on How Life Is, or was that an album from Mary Mary? I mean, or from Mary J. Blige? I'm sorry. No, that, is, that was not an album. It was an album from somebody. On How Life Is? How Life Is? I don't... Is that it? I don't know. Or was that on Macy Gray? <laughs> Bitch, that was somebody's album. But... It was Nephi on got introduced to us via Keisha Cole, and that was a hot-ass mess. She is a street urchin. I feel bad for her. It was on Norbit, Not because too. she's a street urchin, because that's kind of... Um, Oh my gosh, the dogs are barking. Speaking of dogs, there are also people talking loud outside this window. And so by people, just... I mean the men. Oh, God, uh, here we go. No, you're, listen, if you've been listening to this podcast, you <laughs> already know who I'm here go. for. And let's just say we live next to their house and they're in some type of meeting. And I just want to bring over a pie. <laughs> no? All right, you can't give away too many um, geographic clues because motherfuckers going to know where I live. They have multiple houses in the city. They don't know where we live. <laughs> but anyway, um, this is the Hug Up Podcast. <laughs> Another episode of the Hug Up Podcast. Uh, I am P. Ryan. You can find me at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N on Twitter and Instagram. Who you is? I am... I, um, mm, damn. You don't know who he is. <laughs> Listen, it is, it is what, National Wine Day or something? Month? No, bitch. That was last... That was like two months ago. Oh, well, it still is over here, <laughs> You still drinking wine? I'm still... We both are. Can but we... who are you? Clink, clink. We're drinking... What are we, it's not Merlot. It's like Cabernet. Savion. Savion. 
Savion. Yeah. Cabernet Savion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, bro? What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's up? Y'all can find me at E Dante Cole on Instagram and on Twitter. Yes, this is a praise report because Eric finally got both his Instagram <laughs> and his Twitter to have the same Aligned, name. right? So, you know, we are blessed in the city. We're blessed in the fields. We are blessed when we come and watch when we go. Amen. <laughs> that is a testimony. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, and I need y'all to tweet me so that way I'm tweeting. Yeah, no, because see, I'm, Eric is fake. So he's talking uh, about. I need y'all to tweet oh me. God. He has been on this show for like what three episodes, and his Instagram DMs and Instagram follows have been flooded. While my ass has been out here for how many episodes and, <laughs> and has but not getting anything. I feel like Instagram is old news, though. For real, I need I need the church people to understand that I'm on the Twitter now. Okay, and well, I'm, Eric and I'm is trying on the to Twitter. Get, I didn't update my profile, profile picture. Listen, I'm <laughs> the out sun here. shining on your skin. <laughs> yes, I see you. I, I'm I know blessed what you're favorite. In the words of Nini, I know how you play the game. Okay. <laughs> I see you. We see each other. We see each other. And I'm, and I'm blessed and highly favored. And I'm out on the Twitter, you know, with the sun shining on me. See, you, yes. was, you were saying you couldn't see my face. I couldn't. And, you and was, all you I was saying it was that God's light was just shining so bright Hallelujah. on me. Hallelujah. So, listen, I need you guys to tweet me so I can have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Right so now, I have a straight... 15 followers. Okay, but I've been a talking good, to you. I've been engaging. A 15 followers. You have. You tried me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to engage no more with your ass. You know what? <laughs> I love you, though. Love you, too. And you can find us both at the Hung Up Pod cast um, on SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Apple. All day. Podcast, Stitcher, all, all literally all everything. You can follow us on Instagram and well, Twitter. Not Spotify yet. Right. Not Spotify yet, but you know, keep fasting, keep praying. You might see someone us. asked about that, right? Someone did. Yeah. Oh, and he's actually really cute. He follows me on my personal page. Oh. We're not using Wait. this to sleep with people. But <laughs> personal page. What? My personal Instagram. Oh. Yeah, not the hung up pod. He's oh. cute. Oh. Yeah. So he circumvent the. I, I don't know what he did, but he, I'm just saying he's cute. I'm telling and I'm you what he forward. did. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what he did to get to you. And I'm telling I'm, you I'm, that you can find us together <laughs> at Hung Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. What's you can up? also find us on Facebook. Give us a like at facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Um, we're definitely trying to engage more. We're trying to be more consistent with our social media posts. We're just figuring sure. it out. And we just hope you come along with us on the journey Absolutely. to figure it out. Love you for it. Hit us up, y'all. Email us. Yeah. Oh, yes. Please we email us. We get good us advice. At... I mean, I know y'all haven't really heard much yet, but... No, listen. As far as advice people goes, People have been tweeting us. Here. They have been showing us That's love. That's true. Y'all need to just send us some of your business Appreciate via that. the emails at hunguppod at gmail.com. We would love to give you advice. We would love to give you good advice, bad advice, in-between advice. Advice that'll, you know, get you on your way. And, and we'll... also help us learn something about ourselves. Absolutely. So, and we'll read it at the top of each show. At so... the top of each show. So, <laughs> we can to hear from you. <laughs> hey, boo boo, how was so, your week? What's up with you? I'm, I was literally just about to ask you the same thing. I asked first, so you have to answer first. Oh my gosh! All right. Sorry. So this week, honestly, I just worked my ass off. Mm-hmm. I've been working, 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 working hard, hard, hard. Um, work is, you know, presented different challenges, good and bad. So I'm deciding to take them head on. So it's like some concepts at work that I'm not too familiar with that I just want a little bit more understanding of. So I took the initiative to go to lynda.com. Um, some of y'all may know about that. But <clears throat> it's pretty much attached to LinkedIn mm-hmm. where you could take online training in pretty much anything. 
from photography, culinary arts to well, I don't know about culinary arts, but <laughs> they have you cooking on the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> but to like IT training, like just really a lot of different things that you can find online that you want to know more about. Yes. Um. So I'm I decided to take some online training with Lynda.com, uh, just to help me out with some stuff at work as I'm really just getting into this role. It's a, it's a very new role for me. Um. So besides that. Spring season just ended. I've been rocking it out with what this do you tennis mean it just league. Ended? It is winter outside. With it's this, 32 degrees. <laughs> I know. It feels like it. I was wearing my blazer today at work. Like, damn, like, where's spring at? Listen, you know he's a professional. I was wearing my blazer today at work. You got a you, blazer? Listen, oh, several. But yeah. we gonna, what's going to happen is we're going to wake up and it's going to be summer. It's going to be the middle of summer. Yeah. We would have skipped spring and the introduction to summer. It's going to be the middle of summer. You're going to wake up and it's going to be balls hot outside. And is your summer body ready? Mm. Yeah, mine isn't either. I look like Professor Clump in the mid section. But it's okay. It's okay. Hercules. Okay, I'm going to save you. I'm strong. Hercules. Hercules. Got a strong midsection. Come on, Cletus. <laughs> Come on, Cletus. Come on. <laughs> you walk over, but you'll be limping back. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Murphy. Shout out. That was a movie. So, besides like tennis, um, literally, before we start, started recording, I signed up for the summer session. So, I'm excited about that. But with that being said, I have some responsibilities. I need to get my rackets restrung. I need some new tennis shoes. I need to stock up on my tennis balls. So I have a lot of things that I need to do to prepare for the upcoming season. So I'm hype about that. Too. And this shows that you are a better tennis player than I could ever be because I'm never dedicated. in my tennis career have I ever talked about restringing a fucking racket. I was just you like, have to. it was broke. I can't play no more. You could actually injure yourself. Oh, for real? If you're, yeah. So, and also with flat balls. Um, Tell us more. <laughs> Be, mature, my, Be mature, Eric. Be mature. How for, dare you? For all my tennis fanatics out there, you know what I mean. Like when when the ball has been used just once oh, yeah, too many times. It can't bounce. It can't bounce the way that it needs to. And depending on what surface you're playing on, you need to have the right bounce. So yes. if, if your balls aren't tight and new. Yes. And if your racket isn't strung hard and heavy. I'm engaged. Um, yes. You could injure yourself. And See? playing tennis, so it's important to keep those things up to par. Yes, I don't want to be injured, so all you gentlemen out there, keep your balls tight. <laughs> 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 and um, I guess, last but not least, at the very top, like my moving date to my new place is hey, quickly hey, approaching. Housewarming, housewarming, uh, I'm oh, so white excited. Macaroni, white macaroni and cheese. <laughs> no, I'm my kitchen is gonna be lit. Listen, you're I'm gonna love the kitchen, like. I'm I'm really excited because like for me like it isn't just like you know people say oh it's a new chapter I'm moving like for me it's literally like I'm starting over mm-hmm. because before I moved to where I'm at currently I got rid of everything mm-hmm. like I literally moved with a bed two TVs a computer a laptop my PlayStation my music and a couple of bottles of wine and my dog yes priorities priorities yes. you hear me <laughs> coming on through so. I'm literally starting over from the beginning. I need a couch. And I've been obsessing over it. I've been, for weeks, I've been like looking for a couch. Mm-hmm. Um, I need pots, pans, silverware, glasses. I need... With all that, you just need me. Because I'm coming to cook. Well, you know the date. 
Okay. I gave you the date. Yes, There'll be plenty did. of red wine mm-hmm. and um, and plenty of white macaroni and cheese and probably some jerk chicken breasts. We here. <laughs> we here. We here. So I'm I'm super hype yes. about what's been going on this week. So tell me, like, what's what's up with you? What's been going on? Uh, I don't know. Okay. So actually, nothing's been going on. So this past weekend, I literally. Um, Stayed inside the house all week just because I'm becoming a realer student as the days go by. Um, I'm approaching my third year. You of, are recluse right now? Yeah, of my academic program. And sometimes I you have to be. Well, not sometimes I find myself coming to a place where I literally have to schedule times to be social because I have so much to do. So whether, excuse me, whether it be like writing reports, doing this, that, the other. Yeah. Like, I have no time to socialize. So... Instead of socializing, I did a lot of work this weekend, and I found myself watching Iyama Van Zandt <laughs> fix my life. <laughs> so it's funny that like I watched Iyama, and that I when I think back to like this whole weekend, I think the spirit moves in a certain way, and this is why I believe in like fate and like spiritual happenings and all sorts of things. So let me just rewind a little bit. A few months ago, I was given a journal by like a really close friend, and mm. I thought it was so dope. It was such a dope gift. I was like, I'm gonna start that is journaling. A dope gift. Two days later, I lost that journal, and um, I was just like, I'm fake <laughs> because <laughs> ain't no journaling <laughs> happen. Uh, just, ain't no journaling. Just as happening. I was saying, how dope it was. Right. Nothing's like. I, that was it for the journal, right? But meanwhile... What? Go ahead. Okay. I just... I don't know. Like, <laughs> I like, my like, bad. You know what? <laughs> like, what happened? My bad. My bad. I no, clearly... I Seriously, y'all, I don't know the story, but I feel like there's a come up coming. Bitch, you know the story. I shared it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, months pass by, right? And I we get to this point. I'm sitting here watching Iyanla... Uh, uh, couple hours before watching Yama, I decided to clean my car. I find the journal. So I'm just like, oh, okay, this is cute. Maybe I'll start journaling one day. I throw it on the floor. I'm watching Iyanla. The episodes specifically that I watched were uh-huh. the Iyanla and Karuchi episode, where she not only got Karuchi together, she got me together. Like, I didn't know I would start tearing up at Iyanla ever uh-huh. in my life. I thought I was just here for the laughs. That's the but I was literally effect. tearing up. Then she addressed Nefeteria, which we talked about in the skit earlier today, Indeed. right? Then uh, there was the Laura Govan episode, which was a mess when she was just like, I'll see you tomorrow. But next time, she walked out come of looking kitchen, like a mother. <laughs> Not she, like a reality star. <laughs> she got her together in that kitchen, and I just it felt was like... So, it was so... It was but it was so real. And the situation with her dad, I felt like it was, was so crazy. sad. Yeah, no, I was, was honestly so tearing up during the Laura Govan one, too. Mm-hmm. And then I also, um, you know, full disclosure... I watched the Pulse shooting one um, just because one of the people on that show was a co-worker of mine. Um, mm. And I just thought it was so interesting the way that they processed their emotions. And uh, I don't know, it really just did something to me. I really felt for that person. That said, while listening to some of the advice Yanla gave, all I could think in my head was turn off the uh, Iyanla and start journaling. Mm. And I kept looking at the journal and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. You know, like I was just like, I'm not, I'm not journaling anything tonight. I'm going to j- journal eventually, but I have no time for this. And it was something in my spirit that was just like, there are things that you are experiencing in this very moment that if you do not put them on paper and figure them out, mm. you will never get over these things or you will never start the trend to Heal. Get to you to get over these things, right? Come on. Now. And so I was Speak just like, okay, word. cool. It was Friday night. 
I finished watching Iyama because I was literally binging at like two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. From two o'clock till maybe like three thirty, four in the morning, I was just writing. And I like there were points where I was just looking at the book like, what am I trying to write? I'm not trying to be like fucking dramatic. Like I really just want to put my feelings out here. So I had to sit in a space and figure out what my feelings were for two. And it wasn't even a lot of events. It was two particular events that happened, I would say, within the past six months of my being. So we're halfway through 2017. So throughout this whole first year, just two things that happened. And I really just decided to flesh those things out. And then at the end of all of that, and figuring out my feelings and figuring out those situations, I asked myself the question, who are you? Like, who am I? Mm. And I didn't, and the way I write things up, it's very like free flowing. So I didn't write like sentences. I literally just started writing words. Like what makes up who I am? You know what I mean? And I just started spitting them out one word after the other word after the other word. And then there was a point where I just stopped. I went blank. And so I dated my thoughts on who I was. And I feel like the trend I'm going to keep going now is just going back and writing more about who I am as time goes by and dating the progression and how I look at myself as the days goes as the days go by and the reason why I like shared this whole experience of like journaling and figuring out the whole Iyanla thing I think we're in a space where a lot of us are just like I'm a better person I've healed Uh, I think we're in an age where everyone's healing which is a very good thing um but I think we commercialize healing a lot it's very much new year, new me, or a new season, new me, or I cut this person off, so I'm a brand new person. And I don't... I think a lot of us go through things where we haven't really gotten over those experiences. I think those experiences... Yeah, but we keep going. And I think we... Carrying this, like, baggage. Yeah, I think we go through experiences where we reach a place in healing where we're just like, okay, this is where I'm great. This is where I'm better. But we're not really better. And then we just push forward. So then we meet another situation, which is very uh, reminiscent of the situation we were in before. And then it shows to us that we haven't healed. And so we just continue a cycle of, like going through something half healing and then going through again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just want to get to, I don't know. I just wanted to talk to you and to flesh out. Are we really open to healing fully? Like at a hundred percent, not 55 or 25%. Mm -hmm. And, or do we just like consider a situation closed when it hasn't really been dealt with? Like when it hasn't really been addressed and I, and it's not to say address it. Like say if you have an issue with someone, it's not to address it with that person, but to really mm-hmm. look in yourself and address the situation that you've been carrying for so long. Are we okay with just half-assing that healing process? Or are we committed to really being whole people? So um, let me just say, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So first let me just commend you. Like I'm, I think journaling is such a, a a great way, a therapeutic way to get things just like out. Like mm-hmm. we carry so much. Um, I think it's a great way to privately get out the things that we need to get out. 
but not feel so vulnerable because we're not talking to someone that we're not spilling our guts out. We're not sharing secrets, but we can actually write these things out. So it feels less heavy. Um, it doesn't take things away, but I think that you feel less heavy when you're kind of like writing things out. I like how you mentioned you want to date, um, you know, and, and move forward. So like I've been journaling since June of 2015, um, a really close friend of mine, um, brother, uh, Neophyte, gave me a journal. And I've been journaling and writing ever since then. And you're absolutely right. Um, it's such <laughs> a remarkable gift to be able to look back. Yeah. Like, let me, let, me, let me see what happened a year ago today. You know, let me see where my thoughts were. Let me see how I was handling my life. Um Also, I just wanted to say, to answer your question, I think that pain um, is somewhat of a comfort to people, to all of us. And we kind of cling on to that, um, which is ultimately the reason why we cannot fully heal. Because we're kind of like comfortable with that experience and we keep, like you said, we keep revisiting it over and over and over again. People, if it's like an interpersonal relationship or whether it's with different people. And I think when you get to the point of wanting to change that narrative and want and realizing like, oh, no, I've been living in this cycle of pain. I want to stop that. You realize it's fucking hard. Like, it's very hard to move out of this space that you've conditioned yourself. It's hard to break a cycle. It's, it really is. Any cycle, though, right? Yeah. I think that when you're trying to do something different... And, and change a pattern and move in a different direction is going to be extremely challenging mm-hmm. because you are now, you're really, you're challenging everything you've ever known. You're challenging all of your senses. You're challenging your environment. You are challenging your norm. You are challenging everything in your life that, you know, that what you're used to. Mm. And now it's something completely different. Absolutely. Now, I hope I'm not like, intruding too much into your business as well as my own because I put all my business out on this (laughs) but just journaling two to four short pages of my life Mm -hmm. I think was so healing I was wondering if you'd be comfortable with us you know we talked about this before the show started just like sharing a little piece of things that we've journaled um, in the past few days or months or what have you and just like kind of figuring out where it's brought us in this current place because we can talk about all day like yeah journaling is great it like it heals you but a lot of people aren't gonna buy into that shit because they're just like okay i'm wasting my time just putting words on paper that really doesn't do anything what is that actually doing for me but you know before we even get into it or like talk about what we journaled or just read excerpts from our journal i can say that for me journaling in those short moments really held a mirror up to myself. I feel like I, sometimes I have this habit of just like looking at a situation and knowing automatically how I feel. And I'm just like, okay, cool. This is how it is. This is my story. This is what I'm going to, this is the role I'm playing in this situation. Like I am good. You know what I mean? And I'm good off of everyone. I don't need anybody involved Mm -hmm. in these situations, but writing down my feelings really helped me conceptualize what was happening in that moment and why things were like 
good or why things were bad or why things were healthy, why things were unhealthy. Like, I don't know, putting things on paper really shows you. It kind of takes you out of the situation and makes you look at yourself from like an outside perspective. And I think that's why journaling is so dope. Because you can really kind of document. Yeah. Your like, life and mm-hmm. your journey, which is really kind of this amazing thing because 20, 30 years from now, you're going to have this invaluable piece of this document that is living and breathing. It is you. Yeah. Um, I think it's, 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 it's a gift. Like, I think it's something special to, you know, do. I know I, I realize that going and talking to someone all the time isn't necessarily people's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it can even be argued to be taboo in certain communities, especially the black community. Um, but I think that when you challenge yourself, mm, which is interesting, mm-hmm. oh when you challenge yourself um, for what you feel like, you know, mm-hmm. deep down in your soul and deep down in your heart, I think it's such a humbling experience yeah. that you come to. I'm kind of going off of what you say when you say it's like a mirror, mm-hmm. right? We go through life feeling that we know, that we are sure, but when you get brought to your knees or when you realize that what you think you know, you have no idea and you have so much learning and so much growing to do, I think it's a truly humbling experience. It is. I wanted to bring up something that you just said, though. Mm -hmm. So you talked about how in the Black community, we might not be as open to talking to people about what we're going through, right? And that's real. Um, in our history, you know, things get kept at the house. You don't spread your business to any and everybody. What goes on in here stays, stays right in here. here. But I think that's, that's what we were taught. A lot of us were taught. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Like, that's what I was taught growing up. Yeah. You don't put your shut. business out in the street. But I think that's so interesting, though, because I kind of want to challenge that. I think we're not necessarily open to seeking help from mental health professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Or to counsel from counseling professionals. Mm-hmm. But we quick to go to our pastor. Mm-hmm. We're quick to go to Ayanla, mm-hmm. who doesn't have any credentials. And let me just expound on that. Because, because I, I love Ayanla. I love her show. I get a good cackle out of it. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed from Ayanla is that she will take a day rip open some wounds that people have right and then be like okay girl cool like for and i sit with that sit with that right heal and it's just like how girl for example the pulse we need to feel the pulse shooting people right the the victims of the pulse massacre they were on the show one guy couldn't even go back to the site she brought them back to a site i can only imagine what kind of trauma those those people had to relive when going back to the site yeah. and literally she was just like yeah that's it you 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 felt that didn't you yeah and then she kind of left them there and a lot of people can speculate and say you know maybe you know she has mental health professionals following up with them later well you know we get the t-report pretty quickly <laughs> and at the end I, of the I, show I mentioned right? <laughs> that you know one of my coworkers was on that show she put on facebook i have not heard from me on listens or her people so it's just like we go to these figures who we give so much authority to to help us heal. Iyanla, our pastor. I, I have a story with a pastor where, you know, there was a case of um, 
domestic violence going on in the church. And when I asked the pastor what he was doing, at the time I was a music minister, so that's why I was inquiring about this situation. Um, I asked the pastor what he was doing about this. He was just like, well, you know, sometimes the wife provokes the husband to, to hit her. And I'm like, girl, what? And then he was just like, well, if you want her to get, or them to get mental health counseling so bad, why don't you give it to them? And I'm like, you trying to make me lose my license before I even get it? I'm not a certified <laughs> professional. You know? So the reason why I bring up these stories is I'm just like, we give authority to so many figures who don't really have the credentials to help us heal. But yet, we have a historic, and a rightly so, historic, uh, a rightly so history, I guess, of not trusting mental health professionals because they have not treated our community well throughout time. So it's like, where do we go? I feel like Ayala is where she's at because she's good at what she does. It's just as far as like asking those hard questions and getting down to the root of the problem mm -hmm. when really we already know what it is. Mm -hmm. I think we all... She's highlighting are what capable we know. Yeah. of knowing what we need to heal, but it's just sometimes we are stuck and we feel like we can't move. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean we can't um, because we can move forward, but sometimes we feel that we're stuck. And I think that she just has a way of um, bringing things out of people. Is she supposed to follow up with you? I think no, because I think she leaves the show mm -hmm. saying my work is done. You know, that mm -hmm. I've already, t I've told you what you've already known and I've brought to the forefront what you need to hear. And I know we can disagree with her, her approach to it. Um, but I think that we all are capable of knowing what is right and what's wrong deep down inside. We know what we need to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We know when we're in a bad relationship. We know when we're at work and we're being abused and misused. We We mm -hmm. know these things, but... How do we, we get stuck? I get that, but I'm not, I can't get jiggy with bringing up a problem and not bringing up a solution. So I think, <laughs> this is not a show about Iyanla at all, mm -hmm. but she's a, definitely a very good example of what a lot of us may go through, right? So for example, with, let's bring it back to Nephi. Nephi's a nasty bitch, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So Nephi has had this history of abandonment. She's gone from man to man, you know, to replace the pain of her mother. Ayala put her in this space, or she signed up to be on Ayala to be put in this space, uh, to uncover the wounds that she's been going through. Those wounds were not healed during the show, right? And I understand that's not Ayala's job, but it's just like, after your wounds have been exposed... What are you doing to heal? Because if you look at the end of the Yanla show, Nephi done got divorced. Okay? So mm -hmm. clearly her story didn't work out well. So it's just like, how do we get from a place where we're not just, and this is brings me back to my first question, we're 25% healing, we're 50% healing. How do we go to the 100% mark? How do we reach that finish line of the healing process? Let's not just open up wounds, but how do we get that closure? Do you get it from maybe the person you interacted with that caused the hurt? Do you get it from doing meditation and just thinking about the issue over and over again? Do you get it from writing? Like, where does, what helps you along the way to push you to being 100% whole and not just 50% done with the situation yeah. that you said you're being done with? I think that it depends on the person and the situation. Um... I've asked myself that a lot too, like just 
watching the show, um, I'm kind of just like, okay, so what happened? How did Ayanla actually help this person? But taking it outside of the show, I think that the healing process is something, um, again, you know, that happens... It's, it's, it's a progression that mm-hmm. happens after, way after, where no one... It, it happens when you're by yourself alone, where there are no cameras, there's no counselors, there's no there's no nothing. It's just you, and you are sitting in your emotion, and you are feeling what you feel. Mm-hmm. And then at the right time, at the right moment, depending on what you're dealing with, depending on what it is, um, you can you can come at peace. You can come to peace. By forgiveness, and we touched. I feel like we touched on this just a little bit on the maybe the last episode. You come on, bring us back a little bit of forgiveness, but also a little bit of you know, you're humbling yourself to understand that this person, whoever did you wrong, or whatever situation did you wrong, or whatever situation did you wrong, you have to just let it go. You have to see the good in that either that person or you or something you have to find the light because as long as you stay in the darkness you will be in that corner shivering and cold yeah and 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 woe is me you know what i mean and 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 i think that's another thing that we do we focus so much on what is happening to me my life what 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 has someone done to me that person did this to me this person hurt me this person lied to me 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 once we take ourselves out of the equation, mm-hmm. we, you know, like we kind of touched on in the last episode, you're able to elevate yeah, and, and move forward. But also, let's validate that. Yes, somebody may have done something to you. A situation may have done something to you. A circumstance may have done something to you. But guess what? The power at the end of the day is, excuse me, you. <laughs> is yours yeah. to change that complete narrative Only and do you. something to yourself to end up in the positive. Mm-hmm. And I think... When we talked about off the air, just like journaling and how that's helped us. And I don't know, I would love for us to just kind of show how. Be vulnerable for a second. Just be vulnerable for a little second. How we've gotten to that place. Okay. Um, or how writing a little bit has helped us get to or put us on our way to getting to that 100% healing process. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure, if you want me to. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read a passage from November 28, 2016. At 5.07 p.m., I was at work, and I wrote this. What a weekend. Enjoyed spending time with dad and family. Times like this make me think I may actually be homesick. Otherwise, I wonder why it pains me a little to leave. I want to leave, but maybe it's the distance or knowing that it will be several weeks before I am back home. Why do I worry about dad? It saddens me. I worry. Last night, I cried myself to sleep, feeling both pain and worry. Then I started to feel the pressure of everything I'm responsible for right now. It hit me all at once. It was a heavy feeling, so I cried. I cried a lot. I thought it would make me feel better. It only put me to sleep, which I'm grateful for. Today, I still feel like I could cry again. So, you ever have those days where you're like super emotional and you don't really know why? Yes, it's me. Like, <laughs> sorry. So, this was one of those days. Oh like, gosh. I was just super emotional. I was carrying everything in my heart and in my spirit and yeah. on my shoulders. And I was being silent about it. 
and I needed to write it out, you know? Yeah. And and that was very therapeutic for me. And I feel like it's crazy because I think, take the gay out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, as black men, we carry a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I don't think we get a proper space to ever just, like, release and to really just tap into how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... And this, I guess, is why from the beginning of the show, I've really just emphasized what putting on putting things on paper can do for you. Mm-hmm. It can really put things into perspective and really help you to let go. Um, so for me, I'm just going to jump into something I wrote. Share um, with the people. On June 6th of this year, which was this weekend, when I was <laughs> watching Iyanla and crying with Karuchi. Um, so... Those who know me know I'm not, like, in a relationship per se, but I think there are people who have come in my life who were meant to come in my life to teach me a lesson. Um, That said, you're worth so much more. Your value is more than he recognizes. Stop blinding yourself. He's a parasite. You control whether or not he uses you. This is not to say, don't be friendly. But rewind the clock, set him free, leave him be, let him be, and let yourself grow. Allow yourself and give yourself permission to reach your highest potential. And in the words of Iyanla, stop trying to please someone who dishonors you. Hmm. You are enough. You and are enough. This sounds, that sounds like when I read hmm. it back, it sounds so dramatic. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? But. Sometimes you just have to remind yourself, you know, that you, you don't give other people power. Like, you know what I mean? And don't let other people suck the light that you have inside of you. Like, I think we were all born with a light. We were all born with something very special. And somewhere along the journey of this thing called life, we get caught up in, oh, I need to have a partner or I need to, in my case, have sex before I turn 30 or I need to. <laughs> You're going to okay. be a 40-year-old virgin. Okay. <laughs> I was watching that the other night. <laughs> I, need to, like, I need to accomplish certain things that society says I need to do or I'm not um, this dope individual. So we find ourselves falling into these disgusting Ooh. traps. And we bamboozled. Bamboozled. That yeah. is the word. Okay. It really is. We find ourselves just like in these spaces. And then after a while, we look back and we're just like, wait, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Because the me Other two months ago would have been like, you, what is this? Other we people, don't do this. I feel like we are so influenced we're by what's so going influenced. on around us. And like, I can say that I've Peer been, pressure lasts until your, goes into mm-hmm. your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, like there is still per- peer pressure. It's not just in your teens. Well, so, like, do you feel like the writing helps you? Because I feel like the writing kind of helped me. So, like, it with my passage, um, you know, where I was at with my dad at that time and still kind of am, mm-hmm. um, it kind of helped me start to unpack yeah. all of these emotions and these, and these feelings that I've had really from childhood. Yeah. about the relationship that I have with my dad and how I left abruptly. Not abruptly. I left for, for college. And I just went through a lot of things in my childhood by myself without the support of people that I felt like were my family, should have been there. Mm. 
and to this day, I still feel like a lot of people from my family have not been there for me. So writing kind of helps me unpack these things and help me realize that it's bigger than my situation. Yeah. And there's all these things that are going on in the universe in other people's lives that may even help me, like through my situation. Um, so I encourage you to keep writing and, and the folks to, that are listening, I think it's a very therapeutic way to... Absolutely. And maybe we'll continue this these writing things and make it like a segment later on in the show. No promises, but this might be a sneak peek. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, though, while we're still on the topic? So... The last thing we kind of touched on was what what do we consider a professional? You know, who do we go to? Mm. You know, we have therapists, we have pastors, we have preachers, we have mentors, we have people out here that we have titles that have titles, right? And we do we feel like you have to have a title for me to go to you for counsel? What actually what do we qualify as someone who can give someone else life experience? Is it someone who May just have gone through some stuff in life. See, that's a layer. And they have a stake in the game. Like, how do we, like, how do people understand? That's such a layered answer because my initial answer is to go to the mercy seat, take it to Jesus, right? But that's such a historically black answer and such a historically churchy answer. But it it works. It is. It works because prayer works. Um, When it comes to professionals, depending on who you're talking to. Depending on where they're at in life. Oh, no, right? I'm not saying talk to the pastor because he has his own problems, right? He or she. No, but, I'm just saying when you say when prayer works, mm-hmm. depending on who you're talking to. Oh, prayer works for And depending on where people. they're at in life. Yeah. That yeah. may or may not be like a reality for True. them. True. But that's the whole spiritual conversation, right? Right. With the intermix of not just praying and having faith because we know that faith without works is what? <laughs> it's dead. It's dead. Okay. But uh, to switch kind of gears, I believe that the Lord did provide us with mental health professionals here on this earth. But let's get into that. I think... Clink, clink. (laughs) (laughs) You stupid. Why would you clink when I'm trying to get into my thoughts? I'm sorry. (laughs) I just thought it, you know, was appropriate because I just poured us a fresh glass. Yes. I'm just trying to... I'm here for it. Okay. Yes. Come on. Let's commune. No, but I, I, it gets tricky for me, especially as a budding mental health professional, to say that, oh, we need to utilize mental health services. And when I say we, I specifically mean black people. Because, to again, to be transparent, I've gone through that counseling process, right? And I've had both good and bad experiences. When I was leaving my master's program, I was like, a week away from graduation and I was preparing myself not only to graduate, but to come back to Philadelphia where there were people here who had caused me a lot of like pain who I had not seen in years. Right. Right. So I was just going to counseling to really just like reflect on all the things that I've done in the space that I have not seen these people and to come back to be the baddest bitch possible. That was a very positive therapeutic experience. Let's fast forward to when I actually got to Philadelphia. I thought it was appropriate for me to seek counseling, um, especially during the time when I was, um, (laughs) to be honest, pledging my organization. Um, One of the first things I said I was going to do was go see a counselor and see one regularly because I was 
at the cusp of getting into something that I wanted from undergrad, but I know that it was going to take a lot out of me. On top of that, I'm in a doctorate program and there's a story in my doctorate program that I want to share, but I'm not going to share today. Um, but I'll definitely bring it up at a later date. Um, but I was dealing with just a lot of stress in academia. I was also dealing with a lot of stress at work, trying to like write a grant for this new project, not knowing if this would kind of like jumpstart my career in like the public health field, Mm -hmm. all this, all of these things going around. And like, I didn't feel while I talked to like my friends about it and I talked to like my, what would be brothers about it. I needed to talk to somebody who had training about this thing. I go and I seek counseling. I call and I try to set up an appointment. And the first thing I hear is that, oh, I cannot see you until a month and a half from today's date. Mm. And so I'm just like, okay, cool. Okay, but what about right now? Yeah, what about right now? Like, what do I do now when I really feel like my anxiety's on 10? I feel like I'm making it through, but I'm literally coasting through every point of my life. And then a month and a half from that date, I'm facing things like getting to my week that's really intense in my process. I'm dealing with a process of coming out to my mother. I'm dealing with so many things. So I'm just like, where is this mental health professional that I try to reach out to? I think that especially certain people that we look for in mental health and spiritual health Mm -hmm. and physical health that are in high demand, it is hard to get in touch with them. It's hard to get in touch. I was trying to get um, one of my line brothers... Um, referred me to one of his doctors who was a male doctor who I don't, I'm not sure if he was gay or not I think he was but he's used to dealing with gay black men mm. and their issues and I prefer to go to a doctor who's more familiar but mm. I couldn't get with him yeah what's crazy the, is the I appointments were like months out right and I'm just like okay so this person is just like not accessible to me and so that I'm gonna have to, to go the quality of their work and get but... with Dr. George yeah over here in Mount Erie right <laughs> like but that may speak to the quality of their work but at the same time it's just so frustrating knowing that you're trying to seek help in some capacity, but it's it and seems you that you can't it. find it, right? And you can and imagine how that me, discourages people. Uh, yeah. And, and they but, just give up. They're like, okay, fuck it. Like, right. if it's this hard... That was me. Yeah, if I it's said, this okay. hard, then I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and my thing is, I wasn't even looking for someone to match my demographic. I was just like, look, bitch, I need to just talk to somebody. Right, at that I point, I need to right? see you tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. And it was just like, okay, but I'll see you in a month and a half from now. So it's just like... Oh my goodness, like, could you imagine if I was trying to see somebody who matched my credentials, knowing that there's a very small percentage of mental health professionals who are black men, much less black gay men out here? Very small. I mean, it's alarming. That's why I feel like, to just go back to your question as to, like, what are... uh, What are the things we need, I think, was kind of like your question, or, like, what kind of things... You know what your question was, okay? Yeah. I think... (laughs) I think it's a mixture of maybe like prayer, mental health, seeking, self care, mm-hmm. all that shit. I think that we're also looking for more than just like, oh, it'll be okay. Because going back to what you were saying about what do you do after you unpack all of this shit that mm-hmm. you've had buried for so many years? 
um, you definitely need someone who's who's not going <laughs> to just give you the, oh, it's going to be all right kind of lie. Because sometimes it won't. Sometimes, sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes it'll fuck you up. And you need a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. So if your friends aren't giving that to you, if you're not, if you feel like you're not getting that from your family, I would highly suggest um, that you go and seek some type of counsel with, on whatever level that is. Um, you have apps out now. I can't think of the name of it, mm-hmm. but you you can do it the old fashioned way, or you can do it the new school Talk space. way. Talk space. This is not an ad, so we're just gonna say that and keep it moving. Exactly, and keep it moving. <laughs> um, but you know, just to that point, there's a lot of options out here. There's different ways that you can communicate with people yeah. and get the help that you need. Because I think now more than ever, people are hurting, and you yeah. can see. All you gotta do is turn on the news. There's so much violence mm-hmm. in the world today. And what that really is, is hurt. Mm -hmm. People are hurt and they are going about it in just a destructful way because they have not self-cared. They have not gone and seek that help. They have not done the work. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They have not done the work that they needed to do. And, you know, we all react to things in different ways. You know, how I may react to someone hurting me may be different from how you react to someone hurting you. So... Until I, I get them kickboxing lessons, because then I'm going to react how you react. I want to do kickboxing. That, Let's do it together. That gets your abs and everything Goodbye, together. <laughs> but also, I guess Ooh. another tidbit would be, you can talk to, use your resources around you, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, try to talk to family, talk, try to talk to friends, but don't take their word as 100%. Right. Because just as you recognize that you need help, please recognize they need they, help, too. They may need help, too. Uh, hello? So how much can they give you? If your friend... Is hanging on by like if they've not yeah. listen if they hanging on by a thread and you hanging on to a thread too y'all got two threads hanging on it's together two threads. <laughs> y'all both on life support you might want to reconsider depending on what the situation is Absolutely. depending on what advice you're looking from you might want to dis- you might want to move into a different direction um, so you know with that being said I think it's also important that we are self caring because when you can help someone else I think that's really the ultimate sacrifice where you're able to help yourself Mm -hmm. if you're feeling down in the dumps and your world is upside down go out there and just start helping other people with their life get get out of yourself and then you will just it will just happen you will just wake up oh my god right things are just better how are things better because you you're you're pouring into someone you're pouring into someone else it's a cycle because you can't pour into someone Unless you've poured into yourself. So Fill you that have vessel. to find that balance. Fill that vessel up, y'all. Yeah. Cute top. Oh, wait. Filling vessels. You're nasty. <laughs> and I'm sick of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eric is a nasty bitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all, y'all witness that? I just <laughs> a nasty, vile gutter snipe. Right, right, right about, about the, the sex the shop. Listen. <laughs> Right about the hood. All right, I well, let's get into our hung pop. I ain't scared of the hood. You nasty. But wait, before we before we do the hung pop, what? Let me just tell you how last night, right? Oh my goodness! Don't tell me this on the air. What you? You look, nasty. Look, oh, look. is this a vagina? Let me just <laughs> listen, y'all. Eric I'm is showing to... me porn, guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's You're not porn. Wait, it doesn't look like it though. It does. It does. You're so... not Christian. <laughs> Did you watch Wife Swap? <laughs> Gargoyles, vaginas. Wait, <laughs> it's tainted. <laughs> you tainted. That's what you are. Listen, this is actually 
an eye color change surgery. Oh my goodness, why does wanna, it look like that? I want to play the video because, listen, y'all, last night, right, I was up late and I was just like scouring YouTube. Was this before or after you put on Tube 8? Tube 8? Yeah. What is that? Tube 8? Pornhub? Porn MD? Oh. Before, yeah. way before. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Glad to know you're not into eyes. <laughs> nah. I like natural eyes. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I came across this video. Um, Wendy Williams, she was interviewing um, Tiny Harris. This was like a few weeks ago. Mm. But they got into this whole like thing about eyes because as y'all know, Tiny Harris changed her eye color and apparently she went to Africa to get it done. She did not do it here. Isn't it? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? Don't you because think? she went to Africa, the motherland, where her eyes should have been the natural brown. Come on now. To go get what? Blue? Sky blue? Blue. blue. Azul? And on top of that, her daughter, who was, I think, 18 or 19 at the time, she got them too. What's her daughter's name? <sighs> oh, it's because it's not Regine. Right? I, I don't know. That's Lil Wayne's daughter. But you know I'm old. I don't have time for this. So, Show me this thing. What I'm are you gonna, showing me? Because this literally looks like it's a toy. Listen. I'm going to mute it. Oh my goodness. They're putting this needle in her eye. Because I want y'all to hear the live reaction of oh. Patrick. This is why you don't go get your eye color Oh my changed. goodness. What is this? Keep watching. Her pupil is dilated. It's oh my goodness. Her here. thing is bleeding. Look, look at that. First of all, your look, eye is jelly. Look. Look. Why is there a scalpel in her eye? Mm-hmm. And there's one up here. Oh my word! Look, oh at, my the, word. look at this that they're putting in the eyeball. What is, is that white out? Keep looking. Look, look, look. Oh my! What? Are, what are you showing me? The, this is how you get your eye color changed. It looks like storm. <laughs> is that a contact lens? Yeah. She had a inside. contact lens implanted in her eye. On the inside, and then they smooth it out. They put the water on there, and they get you together. But that water is not going to last always. But look at all the instruments they put in the eye. Oh, my mercy. Look at that. Oh, my word. But wait, first of all, I'm sure that hurts. She probably had her eyes covered for like a full month. And then like, it's crazy because Tiny was just like, I wanted my daughter to wait because I wanted to see if I would go blind first before she got it. But she just went and got it. So, because, but you can see why. The, the surgery is pretty invasive. 30 minutes post-op, her eyes are fully a different color. A completely One different day color. after post-op, her eyes look like they were colored in with Photoshop. Three but days I, after I post-op. I was about to say, even after the surgery, it just does not look right. It doesn't look real. It like, first of all, right. your eye has... First, put your... What I want everybody to do is take a selfie with the sun beating on their face. You will see, like, definition in your iris, which is the color part of your eye, because I was pre-med, I can tell you this. Come on now. This looks like they literally took like a photoshop um thing and just covered over her eyes but wasn't the surgery kind of just like scary that was scary that's listen, demonic you guys get a chance i want y'all to go on youtube listen i come against all of that witchcraft in <laughs> jesus name i pray look up eye color change surgery and just see what goes into and it. is tiny convinced that she looks cuter like this i really because what i need from her is understanding that that is not it. What I need from, from you, you is understanding. <laughs> How can I communicate? Mind you, like when your eyes don't here. see straight. Right. <laughs> and that's what it's going to be. And mind you, like throughout the 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 Wendy Williams um, interview, Wendy actually stopped at one point and gave her like a Q-tip or something, because her eyes kept watering and so i was wondering if that was like a side effect i'm that sure was it like, is she probably feels stupid 
Yeah, so it was just Stupid. like super weird. And then I'm just like, for her daughter to get it, I'm just like, so are we out here changing Listen, our eye this color? is why we need Can praying grandmothers because clearly the mothers of these last and evil days are not leading us in the right direction. You hear what I'm saying? Can y'all email us and let us know if y'all would try that shit? I, look, you look at the nobody's going to email us because they're like, hell no. Well, email us. The only one crazy <laughs> enough to do it is tiny. Yeah, that shit was crazy. But y'all. still email us at hungupod at gmail.com. Now let's get into the hung pop. As always, we get our news, our hung pop from Love B. Scott because he always comes ready with the news first. So let's kick it off. Mary J. Blige ordered to pay a strange husband can do how much? $30,000? Too much. Too much. Okay. Because she should be paying him zero. $32,000 too much a is month. what she's paying. Oh my goodness. Up. A month in temporary spousal support. So we're For not going to read the full of any of these stories, but we just want For you to know that what? the court has ordered Mary J. Blige to pay Ken Do J. Blige $30,000 a month in temporary spousal support. For the what? temporary should be never. Meanwhile, wasn't he using her money to run around on her with, with mistress, other women? And this is why I'm going to quote Miss Seely, Until You Do Right Can Do by Mary J. Blige. There will be a special place in hell for you. This is from her album. You're going to pay for what you did to her. Okay? And everything you touch is going to perish. It's going to perish. The second thing, we wanted to rush through that because the second thing we want to talk about is Bill Mayer. Mar. Mar, whatever the fuck his name is, you know his name, and I don't need to because I don't want to know him. He gonna go first of all. Can we um can we play it? Do we have a clip to play what he said? Oh no, I don't have that out. Put on YouTube. We got, got time. His, I got his ex wife up. YouTube. Ooh, look what I oh, did. My oh. oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Y'all, so in the process Y'all of trying wait. to find something wholesome, Eric's don't um, do nighttime videos <laughs> came up on this, and I don't know what to do with myself. Wait, y'all know how y'all be searching on the internet, no, right? How you be searching on the internet? And if you type in certain letters, no. shit that you looked up before, no, ma'am, because I look up, up Bible verses. Okay, listen. And nothing but the devil is coming up while he's typing up Bill Maher. Oh, God, Lord, just lead us. I just, I don't wait. <laughs> so, oh, we have never really up. seen the video, so I don't want to react, but I think I know what I'm going to say. Um, here we go. Is this what he said? Is Not this his thing? Minutes. Is 19. This the clip? Let's do 19 seconds. That should be. Okay, here we go. Ready? Oh. oh, cool. We can't hear anything. Right there. <laughs> because it's on mute. That's cool. Ready? Set, go. Okay. Nebraska March. You're welcome. We'd love to have you work in the fields with us. Work in the fields? That's part of that. That's Look at him. Senator. I'm a house nigga. Yeah, wow. And he wasn't. Yeah. The senator so, didn't seem uncomfortable or, or absolutely. bothered at all. Apparently, afterwards, the senator sent like this nope, mass nope, press release talking about it. that, like, don't do oh. it. Why? Because his his press secretary told him to. Okay, so fuck him. I'm not even worried about him. Let's talk about Benmar. Okay. One, I understand using certain types of language for comedy, right? Mm-hmm. So. I listened to this podcast called Guys We Fuck, and I was like, guys, we fucked. And they're by these two comics in New York called Christina and Corinne. They're two white women. And they talk about this intermittently. They talk about how comics will use the N-word, the R-word. They'll use um, the colloquialism for transgender. Um, That's offensive. Um, And 
Oh, Eric, you trying to disrupt the program? What's what going that on? Is? What is this? It's playing. The next video is playing, y'all, that we were supposed to talk about. What um, is this? Wait, we both can't. <laughs> wait. And you know, I'm keeping this in the taping control. Wait. You ruined the next episode of this Don't show. you see my computer? My MacBook is just going like crazy right no, now. No, it's fine. No, but so I listened to this podcast called Guys We Fucked and they talk about here and there how uh, comics will use offensive language for comedy. Mm -hmm. What we just watched was not fucking funny. It wasn't a comedy stand-up show either. It wasn't a comedy stand-up show. It was a show that was built on his quote-unquote intellect. Even if it was, I would still be offended. But my thing is, I'm not necessarily offended by the fact that he said the word, right? Because we, like, it's no, it's common knowledge. White people use the N-word all the time with the E-R, okay? They, we want to differentiate between the E-R and the A. They use both, okay? Uh-huh. That said, you are sitting here and taking a historical thing that happened. Black people didn't just come to America and say, hey, we want to work for you white folks and go through all this oppression for shits and giggles. And we were literally taken from our homes, brought here, stripped of our names, stripped of our names, stripped of our history, and the 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 punchline or whatever that you use talking about you're a house nigga, that bred into things that we see today, like colorism, that we literally see blatantly destroying different people in our community, tearing our community apart, and you're using this as a joke. Would you do Don't that? Let that be a black man. Here, no, no. Let me let me raise another point. I love my Jewish people, right? They would never allow a Holocaust joke to be thrown out here without somebody being called anti-Semitic, somebody losing their job. And I will say that they have all of this power to make sure that people respect their culture and they have come out of the Holocaust with, quote unquote, their reparations. We out here ain't get shit, right? We're still socially used for our magic and thrown aside right and then you put this here out there and you say it's a joke right there's nobody standing for up for us there's nobody championing for us i think it's bullshit it's not cool it was not funny and another thing for bill maher you're fucking our women do you understand that you're a fucking black woman and yet you still think it's okay to use the n-word so you clearly don't respect black women you don't respect the black community you are out here for your coins and your shits and giggles and just like a slave master you use a slave joke and you think it's fucking funny and it is not right i mean i think people can fuck whoever they want to fuck but i just think that you absolutely can i'm not saying be exclusive in your fucking but if you're going to sleep with a culture or with a person from a certain culture, be respectful of those people. Well, I think that's no different than artists appropriation, appro- appropriating black culture mm-hmm. and using it to put checks Absolutely. and money in their pocket. But then y'all not showing up. When it when comes to it comes to Black Lives Matter and when it comes to right and exactly. I called her Millie on purpose. I do know how Millie. to read. <laughs> I called her Millie on purpose. She want to be country, Millie. Let me just say this. Listen, I I know that the N word is thrown around in music all over the place, and you don't necessarily have like you said you don't have any Jewish artists out here who are using derogatory terms Mm -hmm. and making it you know a kind of a thing um i wonder if i wonder like how much that has to do with people thinking it's okay for them to use it 
Um, well, the N-word? I take it back to, again, the last episode when I went to the club. I told the story about the club. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I observed in the club, yeah, you know, I was in a hip-hop room. You know, the hip-hop room in the club is usually the hottest. They don't put no air conditioner in there. You know how they treat us. Yeah. From the times of both. in the hot in the in the hip hop room, everybody twerking. Don't matter what your color is, what your race is, where you come from, and it's a beautiful thing, okay. But they, you know, they playing all the trap music, they playing all the hood music, and everybody is singing along, and everybody knows the words, including nigga, and they are saying it in the they songs. Say, that's why I said so, they say it with the A or the E R again. When is it a situation where you hear other people being derogatory terms used against other groups? You don't. And and everybody in the club and everybody on the street, everybody on the block, everybody in the schoolhouse, everybody's using it and saying it willfully. No. It's not okay. That is why. So y'all have to give black people the same respect, even though I know y'all don't want to. You need to. to, And we have to ask for it every single time. You need to. And And, today is the day that I say... My people, let's administer these hands. Anytime you get disrespected, just throw these bowls. What we got to lose? Just like, you know, 45 said. He tried to get our votes by saying, what do we have to lose? But I say, what do we have to lose? Throw them fucking hands because people not going to learn until they get their ass beat. Using the N-word is not cool. It's not. It's if not If you are okay. not black, you, it is not cool. Let me just put that out. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now... Is it another conversation to be had about whether the word should be used at all, even by us as a community? That's a separate conversation. I believe but in until reclaiming then, words. In the meantime, in between time, y'all can't use it. Yeah, I believe it's, it's just unacceptable. I believe in reclaiming words, but I also am. I love how the conversation has come up where you know people are really trying to investigate why white people are mad when we say y'all can't y'all use it. Use Do you know it. why? Why can't I? It's use because it. they're fucking used Shut to creating the, the rules, and now we've created this rule that said, "Nah, bitch, this word that you use to." degrade us we're using as empowerment and you're not invited to the fucking party this is why they're mad let them stay mad white people are always gonna be mad when they can't get their way so what they can receive instead of an apology or an allowance to use the word these hands take a kickboxing class take a boxing class all my people let's whoop some ass i'm done next <laughs> up and they're using it at home yeah they are so do shit behind closed oh doors goodness. but what you can't do bill maher is go on national television. No, we need to have, have an a episode. Platform and that and you think that that shit is okay. It is not. It's not okay. okay. Let's have an episode about white perceptions of black people because I definitely have a story for you when it was a period of life when I was pretending that I was actually interested in girls for the long term. I would love to. Let's talk about our it. version of dear you know white I people would, mm-hmm. because I would love yes. to talk about the stories of white women running away from me while I'm walking to work trying to go into my building because they're scared mm-hmm. that there's a black guy walking behind them. Yeah, I would love to unpack these stories. Let's do Let's it. Do dear it. white people coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last on the hung pop, TLC. Yes, you better do that pop noise. TLC's video way back. Okay, so we watched it already. Let's just talk about it. How did you it. feel about it? It was cute. How did you feel? So I feel like we have different perspectives, which we I'm do. Glad to bring to because what did you just show me? So what we did before we started taping is we watched first. We watched the new episode way back, mm-hmm. the and the then we went way the back. Music video. Huh? The new episode or music video? I'm sorry. Music video. <laughs> <laughs> um, blame that on the Savion. Yes! Be better! Yes, Eric! I'm done with you. Savion? But, uh, where is it? Oh, it's where, empty. Oh, it's over there. It's oh in the usual spot. Literally, I've been Go having a glass, full please. night of like Go. not 
Please Just go, go ahead. Talk guys. about it. Talk about it. Okay. So first we watched Way Back, which is Way Forward, actually. And then we went way back, literally. We we went to What About Your Friends, which, which is low-key going to be the title of a coming episode. Why would you tell them now it can be the title of an upcoming episode because you spilled the fucking beans? Why can't it? And we still going to do it. Okay, Who let's mad? go. Who going to try me, boo? Who going to try me? Who going to check me, boo? <laughs> Who going to check me, boo? But, oh. no, but no, straight up, though, like, we... we we watched way back, and so I told Patrick because we we come from different generations. Like, don't try to do me. We are only how many years apart? Five. Enough, you tried it. Six. Enough, six. Enough. Six years. Um, I wanted us six, to actually go way back to when Left Eye was still around, and where I feel like TLC was at their prime. And we watched What About Your Friends, um, and I think that it gave us a lot of context. When watching Way Back, because really, Way Back does give me an old school feel. Mm-hmm. Not only the song, but the video does. Um, I appreciate seeing Chili, Left Eye, um, ooh, rest in peace, Left Eye, Chili, and T Boz out here doing their thing, um, back at it, back doing music. Um, I like the song, I, li- I like the, the video. What did, what did you think? I thought. Chili got that, still got those abs, girl. Yeah, great for her. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> I really thought that I enjoyed Way Back better than their current music video. I thought, you know who I want to see in this current music video? And if you all look at, what Wait, is it called? you said Way Back more than their current yeah. music video? Is their current music video Way Back? Yeah. Oh, shit. You mean, okay. Then, what, about your, what about your friends? I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, what about your friends? I actually enjoyed much better than their way back music video. The way back music video to me seemed like two aunties who have not let go of the past who are trying to be cute, cool. Like, I saw like a clip of a girl wearing like a lemonade jersey. I was just like, Auntie, that's not your genre right now. Like, you too old for this. They're taking that back. Way back. And not to be ageist, but They're you know who back. I would love to see in a motif video like this? Good girl. They just got signed to Atlantic Records. They're a super dope group. A couple of them came from University of Maryland, my alma mater. Um, Y'all know these But kids. I think that type of video is suited for them. the old no, school stuff. I totally appreciate it, but I think TLC could have given us a nice R&B classic. And would have really fucked the game up. They ain't got vocals like that. They could. With, I think they giving the tune, us the auto tunes. I think I think the title is literal. Way back, I think that they are taking us back to their old sound. It really was reminiscent of, in my opinion, something from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the, they want us to confirm that they need to sit all the way back. I mean, listen. What, what it, didn't Chili say something crazy lately? You know, I'm not going to sit here and listen to Tony Boz and um, <laughs> old Chili. Okay? I don't have time for that. I'm going to sit and sit with things that I have Chili time for. Songs. Like whether we're hung up or hanging up. Okay? <laughs> Eric? Well, are you hanging up or are you hung up? I'm hung up. I'm 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 doing both this week. So this week I'm hung up on Janet. She's lost like Janet who? Demita Joe. There's only one. Okay, Miss Jackson, Jackson. If, if you're, you're nasty, nasty. <laughs> if you're nasty. Yes. So, um, you guys like she's going on tour. Yes, she is. Are you um, going? And she's lost weight. I, I would love to. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna be on the lookout for that. I'm not really sure. I wasn't able to find like any dates online yet, but I think she announced that she is going on tour. As you guys know, she kind of stopped her tour 
Um, and then she released the pregnancy video, the infamous hey guys, <laughs> pregnancy video where I she's family planning. <laughs> oh, yeah. My doctor said I can't. Her family planning video. So fast forward. She is going on tour. Um, what was your I, I'm just curious. Like, what was your favorite Janet tour for me? Um, it was the Velvet Rope. Um, that's one of like my all time favorite tours to watch. Um, you the, were on the tour? The theatrics, the costumes, the dancers, the choreography, everything about it was great. But what I will say is that in her All For You tour, she looked All amazing. She looked amazing. Her abs, her body, I mean, everything looked amazing. I feel like her vocals weren't there as much. Um, but I feel like in the Velvet Rope tour, she sung. I feel like she you sung You said live. her vocals wasn't there. Did they ever show up? I think yes, and I think when? if people listen, folks, and I, and I tweeted the link. Go back and look at her Velvet Rope tour, not in the beginning because she's lip syncing. In the in the beginning, <laughs> we have we, a blessed. The one. church has confirmed. <laughs> have a blessed um, one. But after that, she does give you a little vocal. So I feel like that's true. Yeah, it's a, it's you a know I actually want to retract that question Janet because tour? I saw Janet sing um, "I Get Lonely" mm-hmm. in acapella, and she gave you a little. Song. When I tell you, she was like. She does have. Jenny got a little something. She sings in that falsetto. Jenny got a little okay. something. She definitely has a little um, something. I haven't seen any of the tours, but I will say my favorite Janet album is the Velvet Rope. Listen, when she can gives we talk us about it? Uh, rope burn. with that hair or on the front hurt. cover with the red background. First of all, fuck the red background. She gave us these songs like "Together Again." I get lonely mm-hmm. special, which is such an uplifting song. It yeah. gave me like the, and the videos the were amazing Michael feels. Ooh, Janet, Nothing. you are a minister. Okay. Um, so I'm cute. also hung up on um, high school graduates. High school graduates, um, they're finishing up this month. A lot of folks are graduating from high school in the month of June. I just want to say congratulations. Yeah, shout out Yara Shahidi. Is it, I'm sorry if I just butchered her name. <laughs> oh my goodness, did I butcher her She's going name? to Harvard. She's going to Harvard with Malia. She's going to Harvard with Malia. And Twitter spoke my feelings. Yeah. I wish she they become friends because Malia better let go of the white friends. And I was low-key like watching on the low um, to see if they were going to come to Philly because I believe both of them got accepted to the Ivy League in Philly. And Low-key, yeah. And I was and I was uh, seeing that they were going to come, but they, you know, they you know, shout out to them. And so just again, congrats. Um, and I just want to say to um, the high school graduates, as someone who works in higher education, um, you're going to have some hard decisions in front of you, okay? And you're going to need some type of support, whether that's friends, whether that's colleagues, mentors, whatever you have, like, you're just going to need that. Mm-hmm. Just know that it is okay not to have the answers to all of your questions, not to not really sure where you want to go. I think we put a lot on high school graduates coming out of high school. Um, you know, go to high school, finish, go right to college. A lot of folks ain't ready for college. Let's just keep it real. Yeah. So I just want to say to you, I know it's a lot on you. Congratulations. Take a deep breath. Celebrate where you are right now in life. And it's it's all going to be it's, it's going to be all good. Hallelujah. So real quick, um, I am hanging up on a few folks. So I am hanging up on Bill Maher and any any other white folks who decide that they want to use the N-word in public or wherever else where other people can. Or in private because Jesus is still there even though we are not. I didn't include that because, listen, if anybody listened to what I say in private, 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> you you um, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just say like have a little cooth. As, yeah. as the old as the, as the old heads would say, as Auntie Maxine um, might have said, listen, one of these days. You don't oh my God, she and she's all over Yo, Instagram. I am hung up on Mother Maxine. That that, that recent she video. She was just like, "Sir, I am here to <laughs> impeach him. I'm not here to sit here with you and your opposing opinions. Get out my fucking way." And, That's basically what her spirit said. And didn't she move? She her? moved. Him. I think it was a, bo- a listen, girl. You know, faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. And she told that mountain to be moved. And she moved. Okay? She She moved it. She did. But I'm not only... Wait, are you still hung up and hanging up on people? I'm I'm hanging up on one more person. (laughs) So Eric decides to just hang up on the whole colony this week. I am hanging up. No, I'm... No, I was hang... No. Two and two makes four. So I was... Okay. (laughs) No, I was hung up. On Janet, yes, and the college graduates. And that's too. I'm hanging. Up you hung up on white people who say the n word. On, on white people that say the n word, and one other person. That's far, right? That's I told you I in the said. beginning. I'm hanging up, and I'm hung up. No, because you said no when I said hey, Eric hung up on four people. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. That's not savvy. Oh, goodbye. Um, <laughs> I'm hanging up on what's the teacher's name? Stacy Lockett, Texas. She might as well be Stacey Dash. We're not here for her anyway. Well, she might as well be. Okay. What she say? This bitch out in Texas. I'm not sure if it's an elementary school. She gave out a superlative most school. likely to be a terrorist. She's giving out these racist superlatives and she got fired, rightfully so. Um, her name is Stacey Lockett. Um, just in case people were wondering. Um, she gave out all types of superlatives. Most likely wow. to become a terrorist. Wow. What else? Um, what do we have here? Most likely to blend in with white people. So I guess she gave that to a light-skinned girl in the class. She also gave out most likely to become homeless. Homeless in Guatemala. Guatemala. Like, girl, what? How are you a teacher? Most likely to cry about every Every little thing. thing. Oh, my gosh. So, fuck her. And I'm I'm hanging up on her. You know, if I was one of those parents, she would have been nominated most likely to catch these hands. I'm telling you. Y'all, we gotta start whooping some ass. Like, do you see all these videos? Like Paul Mooney said, people are out here. Meet her out school. Out out on the parking lot with a black black gorilla outfit and whoop that ass. Fuck a gorilla outfit because I can't move as fast. Alright, I'm already (laughs) big. But you see all these videos of people getting pushed downstairs. Like being cussed out by these white supremacists. Just white supremacists. Whoop they asses. That's all I gotta say. Tonight. Yeah, you are right. I blame it on basketball wives because I'm waiting for Evelyn to whip Jackie's very, ass. You're being very militant tonight. That sounds. <laughs> this is why people think we're fucking because that was a. What did I say that would make think people what? Th- that was very militant. It was. Oh, it was very. Eric is gross. Anyway, you guys guys know how this voice operates. You are so nasty. Turn off his mic. I can get it real low. Give you a nasty Barry White. You're gross. I'm disgusted. I am in the work of Eric. In the words of Erica from give you a good old Luther. Luther didn't have a deep voice. Unless he he could go low. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's let's be clear about this. Luther had a very low register, but he could also take it high. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Am I about to hang up on you? No, you're not. Who are you hung up on? Who are you hanging? So the first one, you know, I don't mention forty five or his kin, so I'm not gonna say that I'm hung up on this lady in particular. Mm-hmm. What I am hung up on is the juice and the drama. So 
the reports came out via Love B. Scott, and you know he got the tea first, and you know TMZ and them other radio stations are going, or not radio stations, but news programmings are going to confirm this later on. Melania Trump oh, God. has been fucking around with this head of security at Tiffany & Company that is located up in Trump Towers. Trump knew about it, mm-hmm. was trying to divorce her, but then when he saw he was in the running to become president, mm-hmm. they were like, nah, bitch, let's re-sign this um, whatever agreement we have. You some stay here for seven years just like Jacob in the shit. Old Testament. Listen. Some house of cards shit. Not this is, by the way, scandal. This scandal. And it's a scandal. How? My thing is, I don't understand. But what hasn't we, been a scandal since this, this man shows you took the oath? No, this shows you in Revelation the scripture says Babylon has fallen. Okay. Okay. We fell, my nigga. Like the United States has fallen. How do you come from Barack in these nice tan suits and Michelle into slaying everything and out here doing um the get fitness to Beyonce's get me bodied to this lady who gave Michelle a Tiffany's box. She got it for free because she fucking had a security. She ain't right. Okay? But I, I did chuckle a little bit because Where I'm not here for 45. Mm-hmm. And it's a big screw him in my book. Um, that said, I'm not Melania's friend. I'm never going to go up for her. That's why I'm here for the drama and not her. In the same vein of 45, I'm hanging oh, up on... So I'm hung up on the drama. I'm hanging up on Melania. I'm also hanging up on Kathy Griffin. Mm. And you guys probably are going to say, like, oh, you support Trump because you're hanging up on Kathy Griffin. Listen, and then you will be able to speak. Okay. Listen, and you shall receive. Okay. I'm hanging up on Kathy Griffin because her punk ass decided to go on TV and cry and talk about, he destroyed me. I don't think I have a career. You know what, girl? If I was you, I would have gone up on that press without my lawyer and said, I said... What I said. She might as well have. I posed how I posed. First of all, she might as Kathy, well. you don't need to apologize for shit. You posted this picture. This man, you, can, you, you clearly know he's in effigy. Do you think you posting this picture of this decapitated Trump is worse off than Bill Maher saying house that he's a house nigger? Or, or knowing or, the history? Or the Obama's Trump don't got no history. Mongrels. Okay. Or them out there... Uh, posting Sasha and Malia as all these types of vixens and all types of foolishness or when they're Obama out here living their teenage lives. Right. Not even Obama with a noose, but the noose is placed on different PWI campuses, right? Or the noose is placed in the African American History Museum. Is your head of Donald Trump worse than all of this shit going on? Is it worse than Donald Trump being a fuckboy nationally? Right. He should lose his fucking job, sis. He should. Okay. And you but, have the I think it was I don't know, child, the speaker of the house. I don't somebody mentioned today A lot of news, people tried to come after like, her. Well, they were they were saying with Trump, like, oh, he's new to this. Okay. He's he's a new president. Okay, but Kathy he doesn't Griffin understand is this. true to this. Trying to Okay. Be, okay. <laughs> She's true to the comedy. So mm-hmm. y'all should have taken that as it if you if you want to be clear across the board. I'm sick of this bullshit. Like you mm-hmm. and my thing is Kathy, I was rooting for y'all. I was just like, no, nah, you gotta stand firm in your words, sis, because that's what any comedian would do. But you went up there and cried, and I understand coins are real and you probably lost a lot of them when you got kicked off of that show but you know if we're gonna break shit down since you were never funny on the new year's eve show so you needed to find a new job the one show the one one. that you weren't funny on 
you're gonna cry so about. I'm trying to understand why, how she feels that Donald Trump, like this whole incident. I'm sorry. This, how does she feel that the, that this whole incident ruined her career? Because they literally, that man is so insecure. He uses his entire platform to target people who have come for him. So I understand what she was well, saying. That said, though, let's get to true. the Republican Party. Okay. That's very true because he blocked. He blocks people on Twitter who disagree he's with him. He's a fucking idiot. Which is now like, he's stupid. A whole, it's going to court. And that's why Comey came to out court. today and got that ass together. Even though he didn't really get that ass together, like his testimony was actually kind of weak. And I'm really interested to see what they uncovered behind closed doors. Yeah. But I really want somebody to just read Trump and spill all of his secrets. I believe it might be Melania, but I'm still not going up for her. That said, the Republican Party is out here trying to make Kathy Griffin a villain when she's not. She used her freedom of speech. She did what she needed to do. I'm only pissed that she apologized. But let me say something like this. Don't stop using Baron Trump as your as your Trojan horse. As to, a crutch. As a crutch. Mm-hmm. Not even Trojan horse, because mm-hmm. that's actually the wrong as shit. As a crutch. But as a crutch to rest on the fact that Kathy Griffin They're is taking advantage person. of a situation. For ye for months. The Republican Party has been trying to tell us that Barron Trump is not on the spectrum. If you're going to say that this young man believed that his father was dead due to a picture of his father clearly in effigy, like, it was a fake representation of his dad. His dad don't have that much hair. Read the picture. So if you're saying that he's out here crying, thinking his dad is dead... Don't try to convince us that he's not on the spectrum, sis. And that's all I have to say. I'm not here to talk about nobody's kids, but I'm here to connect the dots for you. Sorry. And also, he just has to deal with it. Deal with what? Deal with whatever. First of all, him and his mama is over there courting his new daddy, so it is what it is. Byron? Whatever. He just needs to have to deal with it. Just like the Obama daughters had to deal Mm -hmm. with all the racist shit. And still wound up in Harvard. Year after year after year. You just have to deal with it because your father's the president now. And that's what comes with it. You know what? Fuck Trump. That's the end of what this has to say. Um, So, this is the end of our show. Um, Actually, is it? (laughs) Do you have more to give, Bill? So, just, um, I guess as a reminder, um, June, as you all know, is, as you all know, is Pride Month. Um, So, happy Pride Month. Everyone get out there and see what's going on in your city um well wait no it's just philadelphia so in philly um there are lots of things going on besides um just clubbing and and things like that of course that will be going on but if you guys are looking for other things um you can go to eventbrite you can also go to the philly calendar online and you can find information on just different things you have a festival on the 16th um, on the 18th as well, you have a ball on the 17th, 11th is a March for the Equality. Um, so there's a lot of different things going on. If Try you want to, if you want to participate, mm-hmm. um, if you want to be involved and, and just see some different things that are going on in the community, um, with different folks go online. Yes. Um, happy gay pride month. Yes. Have a great time. Hashtag say no to the white gays. Wait, <laughs> not gays as in G A Y S, gays as in G A Z E. I did a whole article on it. What the white gaze that disrupts behavior? That's what I meant. Okay, we're <laughs> <I, laughs> gonna have to do. Uh, I don't understand. Oh my gosh, we'll get there. <laughs> now all white gay people are gonna fucking protest us. But to that point, though, <laughs> this is like unofficially the white gay pride. It is. So, we have black gay pride in April because it's cooler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get hot. <laughs> So, um, 
So, so yeah, you guys. Um, I think that's it. No, no, yes, my love. No reminders, no announcements. Um, the P only Ryan, reminder is up? that you can find me at IMP Ryan on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find Eric at Edante Cole and on y- Instagram and Twitter. Yes, and you can find us both on Instagram at and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O T. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Give us a like, give us a comment, send your church mothers to us. We'll happy to engage in conversation. Send your questions. Yes, and also send your questions, comments, and overall love. Give us some things to give you advice on, y'all. We know you know we like to drink wine and talk about y'all business at Hung Up Pod at gmail.com and we will get you to do that work yes that Ayala be talking we not about. only will open the wound but we'll also <laughs> help we'll you open the wound it. and we'll cover it absolutely we'll help you cover it thanks you thanks thanks Peace you oh y'all. my gosh this wine see you, you next week so wicked for this <laughs> bye <laughs>